Hello, this is Bill Lytell with a little bit of wisdom for your walk. Today I want to kind of get a little personal on some things that I've had happen to me and, and in my, my experience of testing and trying God's Word. Uh, you're a thinking person and you're, you know, you know, we believe God first and then God shows Himself. That's the order of the way God works. You believe He shows, not show me something and I'll believe. The miracle group of people, that doesn't work. Uh, that Children of Israel had all those 10 miracles in, in Egypt like never before and never since, and they didn't believe. They apostatized. And you go down through miracles, all the, Jesus, all the miracles Jesus did in the New Testament. Uh, we have 34 recorded miracles, but he went into whole towns, the Bible says, and healed everybody. Everybody was sick and had a demon and everything else. So, I mean... Uh, those people didn't believe. Many of them didn't believe. Miracles do not cause people to believe. It's not sight first and then faith. It's faith first and then sight. That's God's order. And, and you know, as I believe God and when it grew, I started serving the Lord really seriously at 18 years old and did some wild and crazy stuff uh, for his uh, as leading and to be a witness for him. I wanted to be, a, I don't want to just be uh, average. I want to be above average as a Bible-believing witness for Christ. I have a desire to be above average. I want I want to be on the I want to be on the tip of the spear. Um, years ago we went on uh, Fort Myers Beach. This would be 1971. Fort Myers Beach has a Fort Myers Beach public beach with a pier that's been there. I lived right across the street from the pier and went to a little church down the road. And um, the pastor of that little church said, hey let's go get a permit from the county during spring break and go and set up on top of one of the picnic tables and put a PA system up and, and preach, give our testimonies and preach about the gospel. So he got a permit from Lee County to do that during spring break. Now, during spring break, that beach was full. You couldn't hardly walk between the blankets. There was at least 2,500-plus uh, young people there all getting, you know, it's time of partying, a time of drinking. The Vietnam War was raging at the time in 71. And so he said, let's do this. So he got out and told a little bit about the Lord, introduced who we were and what we were doing. And, and a crowd, what amazed us was, a massive crowd gathered around us. I mean, they were uh, 40 yards thick, standing shoulder to shoulder in a half circle around us. I'm serious, all the way to the water almost. It was amazing. It was like everybody was bored out of their mind laying there in the sun. And they wanted to hear what these crazy people were going to say. So it, he got up there, and um, the pastor got up there and gave his testimony about how he got saved. And then I got up and began to give my testimony how I'd gotten right with God, and, and I had done drugs and been bad and immoral, and those things held nothing for me, and I got right with God and loved Jesus. And then my brother Jim got up and began, began to give his testimony. And there were guys, the whole time we were talking, there was about four or five guys and I found out later they were Vietnam vets, just had gotten back, young guys, 20 years old, 21 years old, served their time in Vietnam. They had some military fatigues on, and, and they were there in front of us, at the very front of us, yelling at us and laughing at us and mocking us and just jeering us and making it hard. It wasn't stopping us, but having, giving us a hard time. Uh, we had the mic and we had the amplifier so we could drown them out and get the message to the people in spite of them, but they were... They were drunk pretty much and inebriated and and they were up there having them a good old time at our expense. 
the one big old boy, big old boy, I mean, about if I remember right, he's about six foot tall. He was thick. He was just, his, his, he had huge hands and he probably weighed 250 pounds. He's just a hulk of a guy. Uh, we were running this on 12 volt battery and the battery was down uh, off of the picnic table down in the sand. And he came up and pulled the contact off the battery and cut our uh, PA. And without PA on the beach, couldn't make any communication because of the wave action and the people there. And so my brother got down off the picnic table. He was there first. He got down and, and was going to rehook the battery. And the, and the old boy got up to Jim real close to him and said, if you hook that battery up, I'm going to knock your head off. He had his right fist clenched, as I remember. His left fist clenched. He had it drawn back. And he was just ready to knock Jim's head off if he put that back on the battery. I Immediately at that time, I stepped up right, right next to Jim and said, look, man, we got a permit to do this from Lee County, and we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to do it. Uh, we're, you're not going to stop us. I'm gonna, we're going to hook that battery. He said, you're not hooking that battery. And he began to swear and cuss and make a fuss of us. And what I'm saying all this for is because you know, I, I just trusted that God was going to be with us and help us. And I began to pray. And as we, this whole thing was going on, I began to pray, God, now this is the time. If you're ever going to show yourself strong on our behalf, please show yourself strong now. Please come and help us. Uh, we want to do this, and we want to keep doing this. And people were responding. And, and Lord, help us. And I'm just an 18-year-old kid, never seen God. But I believe he's, he is who he said he was, and he'll do what he said he'll do. And just about that time I finished my prayer, panic prayer, by the way, uh, these five guys, these five Vietnam vets that had been harassing us, uh, circled around this guy. Of course, they were using expletives and cussing him and swearing at him and saying, man, we just got out of Vietnam. We just got done killing people. And if you mess with these people, we're just going to kill you right here. Well, the guy, everybody was drinking. And so the guy looked at them like, well, I thought you didn't want these guys to do this. And he said, no, we want them to do it. And you, and you, you ain't touching them. And he, he got scared look in his face because they were about ready to pounce on him. And he walked away, cussed us and walked away and left. The police, by the way, arrested him as soon as he got on the outside of the crowd. And they told us, they, and the one Vietnam guy grabbed that uh, battery uh, contactor and contacted it back onto the battery and said, hey, we want you to go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Those who were once cursing us were now blessing us and telling us to give a testimony. Jim got up there and finished his testimony. The preacher got up there and preached and gave an invitation. We had about 10, 12 people, young people, come up in their bikinis and just the way they were dressed and come up and talk to me, wanted to get saved, wanted to know about Christ. And I think, of the, I think of the Bible passage of Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which are before you. That was my first introduction to some persecution. Just... Uh, Fast forward this all the way till last Saturday. Last Saturday, I was going door to door with my wife, and we go door to door, and we leave little gospel tracts in the uh, driver's side of each one of the cars parked in the uh, driveway, and then we leave a, a brochure for each home if they don't answer the door. We've been doing this for many years. 
And so we did that, and we were down. We were doing, I think we did 28 homes, and we would do a street and did one on the right side and come back on the left side. And then as we were coming back and almost back to our car, this big old brute of a boy again, big old boy, about 250 pounds, thick again, <laughs> wasn't the same guy. But anyway, he came up to me. He said, are you the one that put this on my car? And he was holding one of them little uh, Jesus Loves You uh, tracks we pass out. And I said, yes, we're the ones that did that. And he got in my face, and he got his, his one index finger about three, four inches from my face, and he was pointing and says, and he started swearing me and cussing me and saying he was going to, don't you ever put this in my door. Don't you ever come on my property again. You hear me. You hear me. You got that. And he started just making a whole, and the whole neighborhood was watching and listening. They started gathering around. And I said to the man, look, I'm a 71-year-old man. I'm not going to fight you. I'm trying to be kind. He said, what if I came over to your house? I said, you come to my house. I'll give you, we'll get a cup of tea, a glass of tea and sit down and chat about this. And, and we'll, I'm trying to be kind to him. And I was trying to, I was thinking of the, of, of the Bible it says, bless them that curse you, do good to them that despitefully use you. And I was thinking about that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get caught up in his anger and his wickedness because he's not angry at me. You know who he's angry at, don't you? He's angry at God. That's who they're angry at. You're just you're just a visible manifestation that they they get to vent on, but really they're angry at Jesus. It's the spirit of darkness versus the spirit of light, and so I I passed the test. <laughs> I, I there was something in me wanted to knock his head off. I'll be honest with you about it, but I just thought that ain't the way to go. That's just the flesh, the spirit. And I said to the guy, you can you know we just love you and we stop by and whatever. And we I walked away and he went back to his house. You know still huffing and puffing, and I thought about it, and I thought about this podcast. Through the years, from time to time, I've had that same kind of scenario, little different situations come to me where people threatened me, uh, threw me off their property, wanted to do evil towards me, and uh, I, I resisted the temptation to fight back because Jesus said, don't do it. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner, and they do say all manner of evil against you. Falsely is the key for my sake. And why is it? It's really for Jesus' sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. I went and told my wife we got in the car and left my back home. I said, Kathy, you know, that guy really, you know, poor soul's dying and going to hell. And and he just uh, he just added to my uh, house and uh heaven that God's preparing, John chapter 14, I go to prepare a place for you. He just added a, probably a room to my house. <laughs> because he says in Matthew 5, 12, for great is your reward in heaven. You believe the Bible? You believe it? I believe it's so. I'm 71 years old now. I just believe it's true. Uh, you just do what, you do what God asks you to do. Take whatever weapon you got to take. Trust God on it. And uh, believe uh, that his word is true and obey him. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. And you'll be like your father, which is in heaven, like the children of God. May it help, may it help you with a little bit of wisdom for your walk.